You are Locked On Sooners, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma Sooners. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good morning, Sooners Nation, and welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Locked On Sooners podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for joining me. My name is John Williams. You can follow me on Twitter at John9Williams, and you can read my work covering the Oklahoma Sooners over at the Sooners Wire at usatoday.com. And today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. For amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need, visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. On today's show, we are going to talk about a mock draft that came out. USA Today's preseason projected power rankings. We got a couple Oklahoma Sooners that were inducted into the Oklahoma Sports Hall of Fame. Mike Gundy speaks on realignment. And we got some high school movement going on that might have a significant impact on the 2023 recruiting class. But first, let's talk about Spencer Rattler, currently in the Draft Network's latest mock draft done by Joe Marino, goes first overall to the Houston Texans. Now, might be a little bit premature that the Houston Texans will get the first overall pick. A lot of it's going to depend on the situation with Deshaun Watson. He is currently in a civil suit uh, filed by several women who allege sexual misconduct uh, against Deshaun Watson. Uh, there are also some potentially pending legal cases that he might have to sift through at some point in time too. So currently the NFL has not put him on their non-exempt list which means he can still play at this point in time. But as the summer progresses, there might be some changes to that and Deshaun Watson might not be available. So it's it's basically they Joe Marino had his draft order based on reverse uh, odds to win the Super Bowl. Right now, Houston's got the worst odds to win the Super Bowl. So uh, that's where he's going. I'd imagine that if a quarterback needy team ended up with the first overall pick in the 2022 NFL draft, that Spencer Rattler would be the pick at this point in time. And, you know, Sam Howell is getting a little bit of buzz is potentially a top quarterback, but I think the season that Spencer Rattler is about to have, if he's able to live up to all the hype that is getting thrown his way would certainly thrust him into number one overall pick category. The thing that surprises me and it continues to surprise me is the lack of Nick Bonito in the first round of these mock drafts. And I don't know if it's just that teams don't know what to do with him or these draft analysts don't know what to do with him or how to peg him. You know, he's listed on OU's depth chart as a, as a rush linebacker. How that might equate to the NFL is like in a 3-4 scheme, he'd be an outside linebacker. In a 4-3 scheme, he'd be a weak side defensive end or a Sam linebacker that stays in on pass, you know, pass rushing situations. Sometimes these lighter guys, and we saw it with Oba Okoronkwo, right? With the Los Angeles Rams. I mean, you know, a guy that was highly productive fell to the third round and LA really hasn't had an idea what to do with the guy. And so it, it could be one of those situations that kind of the rush linebackers is a great position for the Sooners. They're able to find a lot of production out of it. But when you start looking at what they're going to do at the next level, it's hard to really peg them. Nick Bonito was arguably the best pass rusher in college in 2021. He comes back for another season and has a chance to replicate or even improve upon his numbers from last season and has a chance to win another all American award and kind of thrust himself into the, the top of the draft. 
But again, it just surprises me that we don't see him there as often as we should. You know, another guy that should get some first round consideration is Perry on Winfrey. I think his explosiveness, his ability to disrupt the line of scrimmage in the run game and in the pass game is going to be very valuable to teams. And I, I think after this season, we'll start to see Oklahoma's defense get a little bit more respect in, in the draft land. But as for now, it's just, it's still not getting there. Even a guy like Ronnie Perkins. And I guess, you know, I get that there were some question marks about him because of the suspension, but I mean, this is a guy that was one of the most productive pass rushers in college football. And yet he fell to the third round. It's hard to say like exactly what's going to happen. And this is probably one of the benefits that Oklahoma will receive out of the move to the SEC is that when their defense is playing well and it's playing well against SEC competition, especially on an individual level, draft analyst teams will start taking those players a little bit more serious, seriously when they get to the NFL, because they've been productive against some of the best competition in the NFL. I wrote about it at the Sooners Wire the other day, just, and we talked about it with Parker on the Monday show that the move to the SEC will help Oklahoma's recruiting, but I think it'll also just give it a little bit more respect, especially on the defensive side of the football, when it comes to where these guys end up getting drafted in the NFL. You look at the 2021 NFL draft and only three Sooners were, or sorry, only three big 12 players were selected in the first two rounds and they were all taken in the, in the second round. Whereas the sec had 12 first round players go in the first round. Vanderbilt had a player selected higher than Oklahoma did. Kentucky did. They had two defensive players taken in the top 50. It, so I think, you know, some of it just comes to a level of respect that the big 12 just doesn't get right now. Uh, and then let's talk real quick about USA Today's uh, projections right now. Their their power rankings. Oklahoma comes in third at the moment, and you know, not surprising. They're going to come in behind Alabama. They'll probably come in you know behind Ohio State and a lot of these preseason rankings. It's just the way it is. You know, if you're Oklahoma, you got to go out there and you got to prove that you're one of the best teams in the country this year. There was a lot of hype surrounding you last year, and you didn't live up to it with early losses to Kansas State, and Iowa State, but. It's a team that looks destined to improve upon their season from 2020 and contend for a national title. Again, they have to live up to the height. They're going to have to do it every single week on the field. And a lot of the teams in the Big 12 are going to have an extra chip on their shoulder as they go into these games against the Oklahoma Sooners. It's hard not to continue to talk positively about this team because there's a lot to really like about it. There's definitely some question marks that we'll get into on the show tomorrow, especially as camp is about to open up on Friday. but there's just so much to like about this team going into 2021. But coming up next, let's talk about what Mike Gundy had to say about conference realignment. Talk about some of the things that he mentioned. And then in the third segment, we got a couple of Sooners that were inducted into the Oklahoma Sooner Sports Hall of Fame. And we got a wide receiver that's on the move in the high school level that might have 2023 recruiting impact. But first, let me talk to you about Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. The NFL and college football is right around the corner, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC and MMA action. So before the next pitch, head on over to the Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. 
And now on the Lockdown Sooners podcast, we got to talk about what Mike Gundy had to say at the Oklahoma Sports Hall of Fame induction ceremonies last night. He didn't really mince words. I mean, he was kind of talking almost from a place of disappointment as opposed to like frustration. I think we've seen a lot of frustration come out of Oklahoma State and deservedly so. It's understandable that they'd be frustrated that Oklahoma wouldn't include them in realignment talks. Casey Shrum, the president at Oklahoma State, has been very vocal about their disappointment in Oklahoma not including them. They've been very vocal about really just the direction of their program and feeling confident that Oklahoma state is on a good trajectory, regardless of what happens with Oklahoma or the big 12, they feel confident that they're a team that can survive and continue to thrive out of this. And Mike Gundy, he, you know, he shared that he's a bit of a traditionalist and a lot of college football people are, I mean, there's, there's a rich history. I mean, it goes back more than a hundred years and it's easy to, to fall into that tradition and, and who doesn't enjoy some of the traditions and the rivalries? And that's why we love OU Texas so much is because it's a game that's been going on for a hundred years. And yeah, there's still a bit of disappointment and there's probably still a bit of shock that Bedlam might be in jeopardy. At least it is on the conference level as Oklahoma and Texas get ready to move to the SEC. But Mike Gundy basically just said, he's like, I, I liked the traditions. I hated when the big eight broke up. I hated you know, losing Nebraska and Missouri and Colorado and Texas A&M in the last round of realignment, but that he feels like Oklahoma state still has a lot to offer. And he kind of went into salesman mode, you know, him and Casey Shrum, the president of Oklahoma state are going to begin selling their school to other conferences to try and find a landing spot. That's going to be more stable than what the big 12 is current while they're, while they won't say it in public the big 12 is, is on its final breaths. I mean, there's not a lot to look forward to if you're one of the big 12 members in the future without Oklahoma and Texas, there was a big meeting down in Austin among uh, Texas legislatures and, or legislators, I should say. And it came out that losing an OU and Texas potentially means a 50% revenue drop or value drop for the big 12 as a, as Oklahoma and Texas are no longer a part of the big 12, the, the value of the conference just diminishes greatly. And that's going to affect every school. And so every school is going to look at it and be like, well, what's the point of staying in the big 12 if we don't have the same value or we're not seeing it in the same light as we were with Oklahoma and Texas. And so, yeah, it's not going to be surprising when you hear in a few years that Oklahoma state, has moved on to another conference because they think highly of themselves. I mean, they are a respected school. They have really good sports. You know, they, in football, they've been solid, right? Like they, they've not been a great team year in and year out. They've had some teams where they've been one of the best in the big 12, but they've kind of stayed solid every year. They're at least middle of the pack. Some years they jump up and they're better than that, but they stay right in there in like that fourth, fifth range. That's a credit to Mike Gundy and the ability to continue to retool that offense and that defense every single year, even kind of almost taking the leftovers of Oklahoma recruits. And that ability should not be underrated. And I think that's what Mike Gundy kind of spoke to. He's like, hey, we've been good in football. We've been good across sports. We have stability at head coach, which it doesn't sound like he's going anywhere anytime soon. He's been there for a long time as it is already. 
And he said that he'll continue to coach there until his wife doesn't let him coach anymore, uh, which I thought was a really good line. But yeah, I mean, Oklahoma State's a solid program. It would, to me, it'd be nice if the SEC would just go to 18 and bring Oklahoma State with them. But again, you know, these conferences are looking at, at value and maybe Oklahoma State doesn't bring the same value. But then you also look at the rest of, of the SEC and you're like, well, what is, what is Vanderbilt bringing to you on the football field? What is Kentucky, you know? Sometimes I think we get so locked in to football that we forget at times that Oklahoma State's great at some of these other sports. Like the, one of the most storied wrestling programs in the history of the sport along up, right up there with Iowa. You know, Iowa is probably considered like the cream of the crop. They're the, the Alabama of wrestling, but Oklahoma State's right up there. They've been a great wrestling school. They've been a really, really good basketball school through the years. I mean, they just had the number one overall pick and Cade Cunningham play for them. Uh, in softball, they took OU to the limit and they made a dent in, you know, the, the College World Series themselves. And so it's a team that, or it's a school that does have really quality sports not just in football, but really across the board. And they would be a valuable member of whatever conference that they joined. Now they'd probably end up again, staying middle of the pack, but there's nothing wrong with kind of being in the middle, a middle of the pack team and then jumping up there and contending every single year. Now, yeah, they could go to the AAC, a smaller conference or an expanded big 12 with like an SMU or a Houston. And they could, and they'll be one of the better teams in the conference but what does that do for them on a national level? What does that do for their profile nationally? It's hard to say. I think Oklahoma state still is a solid school from a football standpoint across other sports. They're really good. And, you know, as like an engineering university, they got a great medical school. There's not a whole lot to, to dislike about the school other than they're just a rival of Oklahoma. And to me, I, I still think it's a bit of a bummer that, you know, Bedlam, is going to be in jeopardy. Now, I think that after some time, the two schools will be able to figure out a way to keep Bedlam, at least as a non-conference game. But in the meantime, it, it, it's definitely looking in jeopardy, but time heals all wounds. And, you know, the, the opportunity and the financial opportunity to have Bedlam as a non-conference game should outweigh the hurt that everybody's feeling right now, but we'll continue to monitor what, what happens with Oklahoma state as it happens, because I mean, yes, this is locked on Sooners, but Oklahoma state is just right there. And they're, they're a part of Oklahoma's history. Even if they may not have a game scheduled beyond 2024, a lot of Oklahoma fans have ties to Oklahoma state as well. So we'll continue to monitor that and the rest of the big 12, because it's just a fascinating story. Uh, what's going to happen with this conference realignment. Uh, but coming up next, we had a couple Sooners join or inducted into the Oklahoma Sports Hall of Fame, and we've got one Oklahoma Sooners 2023 target that's on the move. We'll do that here on Locked on Sooners. But first, let me talk to you about Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family-owned business serving auto parts customers online for more than 20 years. Their prices are always reliably low. From the do-it-yourselfer to the professional mechanic, you can save 30, 50, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership by going to rockauto.com. For example, you can get a Honda Odyssey fuel pump for $353 from a chain store. At Rock Auto, it's $216. That's huge savings. 
They have everything you could need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. So go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. And betting on Major League Baseball or the NFL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favored picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. And now here on the Locked On Sooners, we had a couple Sooners inducted into the Oklahoma Sports Hall of Fame on Monday night. Stacey Dales, former Oklahoma Sooners point guard, all-time Big 12 assist leader, two-time All-American, two-time Big 12 Player of the Year, the one of the members of the finals team or the team that went to the finals, and Bob Kalsu, who played for the Oklahoma Sooners back in the 1960s. He was a first-team All-American in 1967 and a draft pick of the Buffalo Bills in 1968. Uh, Stacey Dale's currently working for the NFL Network as a reporter. Uh, Bob Kalsu was uh, killed in action during the Vietnam War in 1970. Kalsu played one year for the Buffalo Bills before joining the Army as a lieutenant in 1969. But in 1968, he was the... Uh, rookie of the year uh, in the NFL. Um, and then yes, in 1970 uh, killed in action in the Vietnam war, just one of two players killed in action during the Vietnam war. Uh, but Dale's also inducted. Uh, they joined, you know, luminaries like Brian Bosworth and Tony Casillas, Billy Sims, Sherry Cole, Patty Gasso, just a long list of former seniors that were inducted into the Oklahoma sports hall of fame. And then on the recruiting front, we have target DeAndre Moore, who announced that he is moving to Los Alamitos, California, to play with Malachi Nelson and another target in Makai Lemon. So DeAndre Moore is a five-star wide receiver slash defensive back that will be going to play with Malachi Nelson. And if that doesn't intrigue you a little bit on the recruiting front, then it's time to, to consider the fact that Malachi Nelson moves the needle for these guys and where he ends up, which is Oklahoma. He's committed to Oklahoma at this point might be where a lot of these other five-star skill position players end up as well. According to Parker Thune, who we had on the show on Monday, Makai Lemon is heavily favored to go to the Sooners and it's looking like that's going to happen. And, you know, teammate of Malachi Nelson so there's a good chance that, you know, if DeAndre Moore comes to play with Malachi Nelson at Los Alamitos for their junior and senior season, that there's a good chance that he could end up a sooner as well. It's really fascinating to see how these, these players just end up wanting to play together from high school to college. And, you know, if he continues to move the needle for, for guys and, and brings them to Oklahoma, this could be an, this could end up being a fantastic recruiting class for 2023 it's already turning out to be great with nelson and then five-star athlete out of florida trey on web it's they're just getting started that 2023 recruiting class is going to make a great recruiting class in 2022 look not so great um yeah it's it's going to be fascinating to see how this all plays out how this all transpires but uh deandre moore going to play with malachi nelson it's going to be a lot of fun to see how those two interact and how they play on the field come the fall 
and how it impacts DeAndre Moore's recruitment. Is it one of those things where he he's just going to get his chemistry built with Malachi Nelson early so that when they get on campus in Norman in 2023, as they get on campus in 2023, that they're ready to go. They're rip roaring and, and they've already got that chemistry built. Same with Makai Lemon. You know, if he, if he comes to campus and he's got two receivers that he already feels comfortable with as a freshman, that's going to make for a really fire spring game. But also whenever he takes over the starting job, it's going to make his life a lot easier because he's going to have chemistry built with those guys. Plus all the, the guys that came in before him, it's, it's really fascinating to, to see even that like high school almost has a transfer portal a little bit, you know, guys are deciding to go to other schools to enhance their profile gain more experience, play with better competition. So it, it'll be it'll be fun to see just how this all plays out. But that's going to do it for today's episode of the Locked On Sooners podcast. Thank you for joining me. Uh, make sure you go follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Sooners. You can follow me on Twitter at John9Williams. And you can read my work covering the Oklahoma Sooners over at the Sooners Wire at usatoday.com. And until tomorrow, Boomer Sooner.